Welcome to Uncaged. Uncaged. A show celebrating thought leadership from today's top business leaders. The program provides a voice to amazing executives from around the globe who are shaping the world of business today and mapping the path to the world of commerce tomorrow. And now, please welcome our host, Bant Breen, as we begin another Uncaged episode. Today, we have Azare Montooth-Lewis on the show. How are you, Azare? I am doing just fine. Very, very nice to be here. It's great to have you on the show. Azare is the Global Head of Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion at Hill & Knowlton Strategies. Um, Hill & Knowlton is a company that uh, anybody who's worked in the communications industry knows it is probably one of the most storied and successful communications companies uh, globally. And Hill & Knowlton Strategies has been really the strategic arm and branch of that business. And so I'm excited to learn more about what what you guys are up to at Hill & Knowlton Strategies. But before we get there, tell us a little bit about yourself and your career today. Yeah, absolutely. And, And thank you for that warm introduction. Um, so I'm currently, as you mentioned, the Global Head of Diversity, Equity, Inclusion at HK, and I have spent the last year working with our CEO, who is truly committed to building a diverse, equitable, and inclusive culture um, at HK. We are a very global firm. We do uh, focus a lot on diversity, but we also want to make sure that our culture and our environment is welcoming, it's safe, it's fair. And much of the work that I do is really focused on putting infrastructure process and really building relationships and connections around the world just to ensure that we're living up to that aspiration. I've been in this role now for about a year, um, and it's been a wonderful year. Um, the employees I've met here at HK are exactly as you imagine for a very storied um, organization such as ours, and it's been a wonderful experience. Um, prior to HK, I was in the financial services industry for about 20 years. Um, I spent my time with several of the very large banks, the JP Morgan Chases, the city groups of the world. And most recently, I was at a credit ratings agency um, called Fitz Group as well. And this yes. is my second turn of doing um, working in an organization where I was focused on building their diversity, equity, inclusion strategy globally. So it's been a great career. That's amazing. So, I mean, every one of those companies that you've been part of has uh, an incredible story in and of themselves. But being part of Hill & Knowlton Strategies and and in this role that you have right now, what are the key things that you guys are working on uh, to really drive D&I in in a company like Hill & Knowlton Strategies and I imagine in the communications industry broadly? Yeah, absolutely. Um, So over the last year, I spent really the first three to six months just listening. I went around the world talking to all of our leaders, our employees to understand what is the H&K experience? And more importantly, aspirationally, what do we want to build? What do we want to become both tomorrow and in the future? And so from that, I was able to build out a diversity, equity, inclusion strategy that was focused on multiple different levers of 
organizational process and behavior that would have a strong and positive impact on our culture. So right now, we have a strategy that we're focused on that looks at both our talent acquisition um, space, it looks at our employee experience and our ability to retain talent. We're looking at culture, learning, and development. Like, how do we understand each other? How do we understand the audiences that our clients are serving? Then we're looking at both our leadership and talent processes as well. So looking at performance management and promotions and ensuring that those processes are without bias and that they are fair and equitable to all of our employees. And then finally, of course, probably the most important stakeholder that we have is our clients. And how do we engage with our clients and our communities and really engage in diverse suppliers for the work that we do? And so that is very broadly our diversity strategy. And now as we're going into the fall, we're looking at really building out a learning journey. So how do we engage our employees in reflection and awareness about who they are, their personal identities, how they manifest themselves in the workplace? And then how do we better engage with each other? How do we lead with empathy? Um, And many of those topics are going to be a part of that learning journey. And then Also, building connections for employees is very important. And so now we're on a path to to creating employee resource groups that will be global in nature, that will bring communities of employees together that are either of a particular community, but also allies for a community. And how do we bring them closer together and and closer um, to H&K as a result? So that is what the end of 2021 is going to look like. And then 2022 we'll go to level two. That's that's great. Yes, I love that. Go to level two. It just seems that if we look at almost every, every aspect of communication strategy for a business today, every aspect of it touches in some way back to this topic of diversity and inclusion. And so I just love to kind of get your perspective on some of those broader trends that we're seeing uh, that the work that you're doing kind of plays a part and a role in. Yeah, absolutely. So if you think about DE&I, DE&I as a, a, as a concept, a structure, a focus area is firmly entrenched in culture, right? And so the culture of an organization, the norms, the values, the beliefs. Um, that um, permeate an organization, DEI is in the front and center of of that um, of that experience. And so DEI drives engagement and drives employee satisfaction. It drives creativity and innovation, which ultimately has very significant positive business impact, increased revenue and profitability, um, and ultimately success for an organization. And so now in this pandemic world in which we're living in, where we're thinking about how do we continue to create and innovate? We need to have diverse perspectives from around the world to weigh in and bring their insights and their perspectives so that we can make the best decisions, right? And so between the pandemic and then also the the pressures on our talent and ensuring that we are creating environments where our talent want to be engaged with us and want to join us and work with us are supremely important. And I would tell you that that probably has always been the case, right? Yeah. From the time that businesses were starting, that's always been something that's very important. But I think now where we have shifted from a, a global society with a focus on equity and a focus on fairness and ensuring that 
people from all backgrounds and, and cultures have equal access to opportunities um, is something that's very important. So DEI sits at the center of that, which is really making it supremely important um, for our businesses today. I'd love to ask you kind of a question because you're playing the global role and you know the global landscape for DEI, I imagine has different dimensions, different priorities uh, versus what we see here in the U.S. And I'd be curious how you're how you're balancing that out uh, or you know, bringing the two to support one another. Yeah, absolutely. And it's interesting because, you know, there's never a one size fits all, even in the U.S., right? So when you think right. about globally ensuring that we have inclusion, you have to take into it local cultural norms and expectations in that. And so my first opinion is always just to listen, to listen, to understand what are the norms and expectations of that specific market. I said, but no matter where you are, we're all humans. And as humans, we look to be included. We want to be a part. We want to feel welcome. We want to feel safe. And that is who we are on on a very biological level. So even if the focus is maybe on race and ethnicity, for example, or LGBT is not the same around the world. There is a community that we want to ensure has a seat at the table. And so gender is probably one of the one of the most global affinity groups that most markets around the world are caring for because women really need to have a seat at the table and need to be present and included and welcomed in a very inclusive way. And so as you move around the world, though your focus might shift and might change, at the end of the day, we're all trying to make sure that all of our employees, everyone, is being treated fairly and has the right opportunities and can feel included and, and have a sense of belonging in our yeah. organizations. Yeah, no, I think those are really good points. Uh, certainly the leadership roles, senior leadership roles, and making sure that there's true equity across the board will shape that global agenda going forward. And so it's absolutely critical to get those elements uh, in line. Let, let me shift gears a little bit here because this has been quite a watershed year, a moment where people's lives have completely shifted in many cases. The way we work has changed. I'd be curious just to hear how things have changed for how you at Hill and Milton Strategies are, are approaching things. and. And also just kind of like how you survived in the whole process. Yes. You know, thinking back on, I've been having conversations with the last couple of days about thinking about our return to to office strategies and, and what kind of hybrid model, you know, we're going to adopt as an organization now we're, that we're moving through a different place. I, I think this was a collective experience where so many of us have experienced levels of grief um, just in the loss of, of family members and, and friends and community um, neighbors um, throughout this pandemic. I think there's been a level of anxiety and uncertainty around when it's going to end, how are we going to deal with this, can we adapt, are we able to find that level of resilience and grit to just keep pushing forward just in this 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 very uncertain and unstable um, environment. And I think one of the things that Helen Nolson did really, really well is that we were putting our focus on our people. We know that our people are our, 
our greatest asset and really what makes our company the great company that it is. And so I think so many of the decisions that we made around flexibility, around giving our employees the resources that they would need um, to be able to manage kind of everything that's going on around them and what was happening at work in the day-to-day and serving our clients. I think we put that at the forefront and that has enabled us to continue to move forward as an organization. I just think, generally speaking, in this VUCA world that we are, it's volatile, it's uncertain, um, it's, it's, it's just um, very ambiguous. It's just, it's just a difficult time and requires a, a, a level of, of transformation that I think is, is going to be continued to require of us. And so when I think about specifically DE&I work um, that, that, that I have in front of me, like it really is a change management process. I am examining things, analyzing things, and really challenging the status quo of what is going on right now. And I think that uh, level of change that is required to, to continue to move us through this very uncertain time takes a lot of consistent and ongoing effort and focus. And I think that is something that HK has done really well. We have kept our focus. We've um, stayed the course in, in many ways. And I think we have done um, well because of it. Yeah. Look, I always try to see things uh, from a glass half full perspective. And certainly, I mean, the last couple of years have been challenging for so many people on a, on a personal level uh, and, and a professional level. And, but it's also been a moment for people to really assess what's meaningful to them and and that's been personally, it's been exciting to see those transformations. And I think as a society, it's allowed us to um, perhaps see things more clearly, right? So the DE&I space, you know, maybe a silver lining of this perhaps is that we're um, accelerating stuff that should have happened years ago. I mean, I, I'm just curious if you're seeing that, but I feel that in the work that we're doing as a company, and I'd just be curious if, if you're experiencing that. Yeah, absolutely. I, I have many colleagues across industries that are doing the work of DE&I, and I would say the majority of us feel that this feels very different. I've been doing DE&I now for probably close to 15 years, and there has always been ebbs and flows in terms of the focus that has been placed on DEI specifically within organizations as far as it can drive culture. Mm-hmm. And what we found is that this time, it doesn't feel like a moment in time. It actually feels like a shift, a shift, yeah. a final shift that has been been driven by just the awakening to the fact that there are very different lived experiences for people around the world, depending on their backgrounds, their race and ethnicity, their gender, their sexual orientation. And, and all of these things, I think we've known to be true, but I think just the past year with us slowing down in the pandemic, with the murder of George Floyd as a catalyst, with all of the the things that we've experienced, I think we are constantly aware now of the, the disadvantages that, that some of our friends and families experience as a result. So I feel like now 
we are at a moment in time that I think we are going to be able to put permanent and sustainable change and make make progress that will that will change the face of our organizations for the foreseeable future. Yeah, and I mean, if we think about that future, I mean, I know that before we started today, we talked a little bit about that, but I mean, as you look forward that over the next 12 months, two years, uh, what are what do you think are going to be some of the exciting milestones or, or trends that we'll see? It's interesting. I think there's a lot going on. I think you're going to see a shift, um, particularly in the support for working parents. I think mm-hmm. in the pandemic, when children are being homeschooled and the pressures are particularly on working moms and, and working dads um, in really integrating um, those two parts of their lives, I think you're going to see a significant shift in in working parents um, taking advantage of the support and resources that, that their organizations provide, whether it's through um, backup child care, whether it's through a, a flexible work arrangement to be able to better manage the, 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 the needs that you're seeing. You're seeing, you know, many more fathers taking paternity leave. It's yep. now some of the stigma that was around that, I think, um, is, has lessened. And now men are more engaged and more comfortable to engage in that. So I think you're going to see a bit of a continued shift um, in that focus of really about how we support working working families um, in our organization. Um, I think there's going to be an increased focus on data and data transparency amongst organizations. I think there's a lot of desire for, for, for employees, for clients, for consumers to understand how organizations are progressing on this journey. Like how are we holding ourselves accountable. And I think yeah. there's going to be a continued interest in and desire and request for data and examining data and really understanding what the data is telling us. So I think that's also going to be um, a, another big shift, I think, as we continue this work. And I also, finally, I would say DE&I, for, for my background experience, DE&I is the lens through which I look at all organizational processes and behaviors, right? I think you're going to see an expansion potentially of the areas of focus for DE&I leaders. I think it will move beyond what I would call traditional DE&I and start to focus on things around culture, mm. things around employee experience. Right. There is um in 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 the in in more ways that, that I think were traditionally in other spaces or hadn't gotten attention yeah. to well being, for example, I think is another one. So I think you'll see an expansion of the of the of the responsibilities of DEI leaders as well. And all of those things I think will produce positive outcomes for the organizations. That's I mean, I love that. So you really start to see it as being almost like a holistic construct. Um maybe even almost like an operating uh, approach for businesses going forward across everything, uh, which is really great. And I I certainly can see how that's shaping up. Well, Azare, it's been amazing to talk to you today on Uncaged. Uh, We've been speaking to Azare Montute-Lewis. She is the Global Head of Diversity, Equity and Inclusion at Hill & Knowlton Strategies. Azare, if someone wanted to get in touch with you, where should they find you? 
I'm one of the very few Azurites on LinkedIn. So if you put my name in the search, you will more than likely find me your top page of results. So definitely feel free to connect. Absolutely. Well, listen, thank you so much for being on Uncaged today. And we look forward to having you back. Yes. Thank you so much. Cheers. Cheers.